The idea of writing a book based on my life experience, both as a person and a parent living with a blatant difference, occurred more than 10 years ago. You know, I spent a lot of time reporting the book trying to recreate these really important scenes. Hearing that out loud, I think, hopefully brings the tension of those scenes to life. If I had to characterize it with one word, I would say smooth, but not easy. It's a very tough job. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet the founder and president of the nonprofit Don't Hide It, Flaunt It, Meg Zucker. Semaphore's business and finance editor, Liz Hoffman, and writer Ian Baruma. Listen in to hear each author's unique take on human stories through the lens of parenting, the economy, and history. Enjoy. Hi, this is Meg Zucker, author of Born Extraordinary, Empowering Your Children with Differences and Disabilities. I wrote my book because despite the fact that my own parents raised me to be fiercely independent and believe that the sky was the limit in trying anything I was excited to explore, when I gave birth to children that shared my genetic condition, I wasn't automatically emulating my parents' methods. If anything, I longed for a guide to not only emulate their approach, but learn how to resist making decisions based on my own fears instead of what was in their best interests always. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be um, gratifying. The idea of first writing a book based on my life experience, both as a person and a parent living with a blatant difference, occurred more than 10 years ago. It would take years for me to figure out the best approach in reaching readers who could benefit from it. I also learned how important it was to include the stories of other parents about their own children with differences and disabilities, their willingness to share their own personal triumphs, and also regrets was a gift to us all. So gratifying. I realized I had trouble pronouncing mainly the medical terms of parents with children with differences and disabilities that I was more unfamiliar with. And I totally get that because when I mention our family's own condition extradactily, I know people have trouble pronouncing it too. But because those were unfamiliar, it was a little bit more challenging. I'm excited that listeners will get the chance to hear my stories in my own voice, which I hope will even further reinforce their authenticity. Also, at the end of the day, while not everything included applies for all, I'm excited for listeners to hear this narration and appreciate it has been a labor of love with a primary purpose to help other parents, caregivers, physicians, and teachers gain insights that are not necessarily intuitive so deserving children can thrive to the best of their abilities. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I actually would cast Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman most recently in the movies, for two reasons. First, in my book, I describe how one of my strategies is to channel a Wonder Woman pose to practice gaining inner mental strength before dealing with people in public. But also, I have seen Gal as an advocate for kids with disabilities. When she got involved with supporting a girl named Carmela from the UK who has muscular dystrophy, I absolutely loved what Gal said about her in the interview. 
It was like she understood the importance of my let-go-and-let-live philosophy in the book. Here's what Gall said. It's such a privilege to be able to affect these precious souls and to give them strength through our movies. Carmela is a true Wonder Woman. She fights for her goal, and she shows that she doesn't let anything stop her. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Educated by Tara Westover. It's a memoir about overcoming an incredibly challenging experience and how she found internal strength to achieve her seemingly impossible goals. It was definitely something I could relate to. I love listening to audiobooks while I am driving to work commuting. Sometimes I can be commuting for hours, so it's an awesome way to spend the time. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I've often heard people use the expression, my world was turned upside down to describe incidents as frivolous as finding out their favorite hairdresser moved to another state. But the phrase is intended to capture something that is truly shocking or upsetting. To me, it is aptly applied when your child arrives or unexpectedly becomes different. Embracing your new normal is not a sprint, but a marathon. Hi, this is Liz Hoffman, author of Crash Landing. The book came out of reporting that I'd done for the Wall Street Journal in the early days of the pandemic. And, you know, I'd spent years covering business and finance, and it was pretty clear early on that this was going to be, you know, a once-in-a-century event for the global economy. And I just assumed and, and proved to be the case that there would just be incredibly good human stories wrapped up in that. If you had to describe what it was like to record your audiobook in one word, that word would be? Humbling? I don't know. I think it's hard to go back and look at something that you've spent that much time and poured that much energy into. And I I found myself constantly second-guessing a word here or there. Also fairly draining because I just had COVID finally for the first time last week, and so my voice was, like, already kind of weak coming into this. And turns out three days, 90,000 words is a lot of talking. You know, I spent a lot of time reporting the book trying to recreate these really important scenes. So inside the Capitol when they're negotiating the coronavirus relief bill, you know, inside the war room where the airline CEOs are begging for a rescue from the government. And, you know, it's nice to see them on the page, but I think actually like reading that dialogue, which I worked really hard, you know, as a reporter to get, hearing that out loud, I think hopefully, you know, brings the tension of those scenes to life. I'm a huge audiobook and a huge podcast person. I was going to do a reread, and then I love his voice so much that I did a re-listen of Bill Bryson's, like, entire catalog over the pandemic. So, you know, these incredible travelogues. So he wrote a terrific book about Australia in a sunburnt country, A Walk in the Woods about his decision late in life to hike the Appalachian Trail. I mean, he's got half a dozen of these, and he just has, like, a lovely voice, and he's such a great writer. And so that was, like, the last few that I listened to. I'm back to my kind of pre-pandemic daily commutes, and so I mostly listen to audiobooks on the subway. I have about a half hour coming and going, almost five days a week now, so that's when I do most of my audiobook listening. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Steven Mnuchin was sick of talking about global warming. Half an hour into a private dinner at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, the conversation had been of little else. Executives from the biggest companies in the world had gathered in the ritzy ski town's famed Grand Hotel Belvedere. 
a shrine to a 19th-century European version of wellness, nestled into the side of Davos's steep hill. In recent times, the hotel served as the power center of the annual summit. Hello, my name is Ian Baruma, author of The Collaborators, Three Stories of Deception and Survival in World War II. The reason I wrote this book is because I was fascinated for a long time by some of the characters in the book. I'd known about their stories and always felt I wanted to write something about them. I was also very interested in collaborators because it seems, in some ways, the temptation to collaborate, uh, not only to survive but to sort of do well in terrible circumstances seems to me more almost more human than to be a hero i don't find heroes terribly interesting but i find flawed human beings interesting the other reason i was interested in writing this book was really the time we're living in in which the whole idea of the truth has become so loose and people politicians powerful politicians just lie brazenly Important facts are dismissed as fake news. People have lost, because of the internet and for other reasons, people have lost really their confidence that there is such a thing as truth. And so my characters are not just examples of flawed human beings who collaborated with ghastly regimes, but they're also mythologizers. They're self-invented characters, people who no longer recognize the truth about themselves. And... Those were really the main reasons I wrote the book. The experience of recording the book as an audio book, myself, if I had to characterize it with one word, I would say smooth, but not easy. It's a very tough job, and I admire people who do this for a living and who are probably better at it than I am. I can't say that I'm especially proud of anything I've done in my job as a narrator, But the advantage, perhaps, of an author narrating his own work is that you know what you meant by every sentence you wrote, at least that's the way it should be. And reading a sentence is often a matter of laying the right emphasis to get the full meaning across. It's not just the actual words, it's also the way a sentence is read. So the advantage, I think, that I had, having written these sentences myself is that at least I know what I meant and I can try to convey that as convincingly as possible. If I had to choose somebody else to read my work, there are many people I could imagine doing a very good job. One person I admire for the quality of his voice and his fine literary instincts, the British novelist Martin Amis. He has a very beautiful voice and I would have been proud to have him read my work. I'm not a great listener of audiobooks, but I do sometimes listen to them. The last one I listened to, I think, was a novel by P.G. Woodhouse about Bertie Wooster and his butler Jeeves. And I listened to it, and it was done very well by fine actors, in the car, because my daughter and my wife, and myself too, enjoy P.G. Woodhouse's stories, and they gain a lot by being well acted out, which is not true perhaps of every book, but it's certainly true of his novels. And now, listen to a clip 
of my audiobook. After the war, when Felix Kersten was anxious to settle with his wife and three sons in Sweden as a Swedish citizen, his previous occupation as the private masser of Heinrich Himmler was a problem. The Swedes, already a trifle defensive about their neutral position during the war, when business relations with Germany had been profitable and useful services had been rendered to the Third Reich, were not especially keen to bestow nationality upon a man who'd been in the thick of the Nazi elite. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.